there, I'm Beverly Sartain, and this is the Holistic Coach Legacy Podcast, where you get support in being an impactful and confident coach. In today's episode, we are doing part two of three, where we are talking about objections in discovery calls. So we get this a lot. Uh, this question a lot. People want to know about discovery calls and they want to know about how to deal with objections. And so I hope by listening today that Richard and I are going to give you some really good tips on how to be with objections versus feeling like you have to overcome objections. I hope you enjoy this. Thanks for being here. Hello, Richard. Welcome back. How are you doing today? Hello. Happy to be back. Thanks for having me as always and doing really, doing really well. Great. Awesome. Well, I'm happy for us to continue this conversation uh, about discovery calls. In one of our last episodes, we talked about having an effective discovery call, but something that always comes up for people is um, objections and how to handle objections. So I thought we would hop back on today so that we could spend some time talking through objections. And so let's start with what are objections? Yes, I think, you know, ultimately objections are the scary part of the discovery call. That's kind of what um, one of the key things that makes people shy away from probably wanting to do, you know, more discovery calls and just feeling at ease with it. because, you know, most of us aren't comfortable with the rejection that we can face. Um, and that's really what um, an objection is, is some form of um, the client saying that they don't want to move forward for whatever reason, uh, a no, <laughs> a no or a not now. <laughs> and um, I think as the person delivering the discovery call as a coach, um, we can be you know sensitive to the client possibly rejecting our offer, rejecting uh, the price that we're asking, um, and then ultimately sometimes it can feel very personal and feel like we're being you know, personally rejected for, for what we're doing or how we're interacting with them. And, and those are the things that tend to make us um, shy away or, or get anxious or nervous or fearful um, on the discovery calls. So I think flipping that script around a little bit is the key to success. Awesome. And so what would you say are some common objections that people might hear on a discovery call? There's so many different um, objections that somebody can bring up on a discovery call, but probably, you know, the most common ones that we hear are they have to think about it. um, So they need time um, to consider. Um, And then the other one would be that they can't afford it or that the price is too high for whatever reason. And those are probably the, the two main ones. Um, you still run into things, other reasons like, you know, they don't have the time for it now, depending on what kind of program you have, or the timing is just not right. Um, but yeah, I would say those are a few of the, the main ones that we hear. Yeah, and I, I, another one that we hear a lot too is gonna be, I need to talk with my partner about sure. the, the program, right? So for, again, might be money reasons, might be other reasons, but they have to talk it through with someone else. Um, So that one seems to come up a lot as well. 
So why do you think that people object? Well, I think is when I start to think about how to how to handle objections or how to um, face this and do as, as well as possible on discovery calls, I think the first thing is just to honor the fact that some objections are completely legitimate. And, you know, the reality is if you do enough discovery calls, what you'll find is that the majority of people are going to object and ultimately, you know, say no to the offer uh, that's being proposed, at least at that time. Um, so I think that that's kind of just the first thing in headspace wise to get out, out of the way and off the table is just to get comfortable. Um, you know, we all want to, we all want to do our best and we want to, you know, strive to, um, get as many people to accept our offer and to join our programs and things like that, especially when they've signed up for a discovery call. Um, but I think if you're doing the right amount of discovery calls for yourself, you know, you're doing consistent discovery calls. What you're going to find is that the majority of people, you know, will not sign up on that first call. So it's just, you know, putting things into perspective and to honor the fact that, you know, whatever we're offering is not for everybody. We're not for everybody. So on the surface, it's okay, you know, when people do object and they're going to object for all kinds of various reasons. And not every objection needs to be overcome. Um, in order to, to, to be successful at this. And we are going to um, work with a lot of folks on discovery calls that aren't going to move forward. And that's okay too. That's a great understanding to have. You know, I take the perspective of welcoming objections. Um, and what I mean by that is my energy stays very open to the objection because I have an understanding that objections are just part of the process for people, which is what I hear you saying right now. Like I have an understanding that for some people, the objection is just resistance. Mm -hmm. And I kind of pair those things together. And it's just like in a coaching conversation, like I'm okay with people's resistance. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not fighting their resistance. I don't feel like I'm the one that has to overcome their resistance. So my perspective in the discovery call is really approaching it just like a coaching conversation where I'm using my skills to support my client or coachee in better understanding their objection. Because I feel like when someone can better understand their objection, then they can unpack it or they can decide what they want to do with it. I feel like if I bring resistance to their resistance, it doesn't support the process. And so what I tend to do is I, t I tend to bring just my loving, supportive, and curious energy to whatever is coming up for them. And then through that process, they can have a better understanding of how they want to move forward or if they want to move forward. What do you think about that? Yeah, I couldn't, I could not agree more. I think it's so natural for us to, you know, when so when we hear an objection, we kind of tend to close or, or shut down or bring some of our own resistance forward, like you described. And the client can feel that, you know, so we just had a, hopefully we just had a really nice connected discovery call. And then all of a sudden we're asking them to move forward and we're handling objections 
so we don't want the energy to change, right? We don't want there to be a shift. We don't want the client to feel that shift from, hey, we know we're, we're very open and we're connected and now we're shutting down, we're resistant. It just completely shifts the energy if we're looking, taking an approach that we're going to combat the objections or overcome them versus, like you said, just stay open, stay connected. An objection is just more information. And I, I, I love the fact that the client was open enough and willing enough to share their objection um, with us. So it's like you said, it's just being open and working through the objection with them and having a dialogue about whatever it is that their concern is or understanding more about why it's not working. So yes, I love like how you compared it to just continuing on with the coaching conversation because I think the more awareness we bring around the objection without that resistance, then it kind of opens up both parties to be able to explore it and see if there is some kind of a collaborative solution that will handle that objection right. um, versus us just trying to, to come up with something slick or to, um, you know, say something to, to challenge that objection, I think is the wrong approach. Right. And, and we have people always say like, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be sleazy. And this is how you, you work with that is that you don't, you don't need to be that you know, be the coach. And what does the coach do? It's like you go to your core competencies and you evoke awareness. So you help your person have some awareness around what's coming up for them. Um, you facilitate clients growth, you know, so with the awareness of what's coming up for them around the objection, what do they want to do? Like we're not twisting anybody's arm. We're not forcing or pressuring people into doing this, you know? So like for me, when I share my offers, I just say, what, when I share my offers with you, what do you think? And so I literally just use that direct communication and ask them, what do you think? And so that brings up awareness for them, right? Then I say, when I share my price points with you, what comes up for you? And so I'm actually inviting them to share with me what their, their insights are about what's coming up for them around the offers and around the pricing. So that's what I mean by I'm welcoming the objection. Like I'm open to it. I want to know what's going on in their mind. Like you said, because if, if we don't know what's going on for them, then we can't support them. We can't help them um, look at it and work with it and work through it. If that's what um, they're wanting to do. So I just love to lean, lean into my coaching skills. And it's not that I'm per se like using this as a coaching session, but I can use some of my coaching skills to at least bring light to whatever's there for them. Why? Because this is the patterning that's probably getting in the way for them in their life. You know, if they're always resisting, if they're always objecting, like what is the particular objection? There might be some insight around that, that, that helps shift something for them. And that's what coaching is all about. You know, it's all about helping people have awareness so they can do something different if they want to do something different. So, um, yeah, I'm super passionate about this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> So when I say all that, what comes up for you, Richard? You know, um, just the more we're, we're talking through it and exploring the idea, I think what ultimately comes forward is that 
you know, what we really want to know, it's there's so many details with objections that we can get lost in, but all we really want to know is on this discovery call is, you know, are we connecting with this person? They're connecting with us. They feel like we're the person that can help them solve whatever it is that they want to achieve, help them achieve their goals. And that this particular offer is a good fit for them as far as they feel like it's going to get them results. So it just comes down to relationship and value of the offer. And I think the more we just stay focused on that, um, then the things like money and timing kind of will slowly but surely uh, become less of an objection um, for people because I think the core objection is really that people feel like for whatever reason the particular offer that you know we're talking about isn't going to solve their problem they don't have enough confidence in uh, themselves or in the coach or in the offer at this point um, that they feel like this is going to do it you know this is going to be the thing that's going to help them with the transformation yeah. So I think the more strict, if we want to bring in some strategy, you know, into this discussion, I would say that the biggest thing is just to always go back and revisit our offer and the value that it's providing and ensure that those are the, you know, things that we're discussing and highlighting on those discovery calls instead of, you know, the details and the logistics of the offer. Right. And that's what I usually, you know, when we're facing an objection, that's the first thing I want to know strategically is just, you know, all of that aside, you know, the, the money aside, the timing aside, the have to think about it or talk to somebody aside, you know, if all those things end up being okay, or we're able to work through those things, then, you know, would you still want to, would you want to move forward with me on this offer to pursue this coaching package or this um, go on this journey with me? And if that answer is yes, then we can work, you know, we'll figure out a way to be flexible and be open and work those details out. But I think that that's really the, the sort of silver bullet, if you will, is just to really be open and um, honest and um, open to the exploring the idea of, you know, having that direct communication around, you know, all these other objections aside or all these other reasons why they might not want to move forward aside. If those are all able to be worked out, you know, is this the right offer for them? And am I the right person to help them with this? Mm -hmm. And if we're both feeling good about that, then it's just like any relationship. Uh, we can work through those details and, and be flexible and um, collaborate um, and figure something out. You know, it's yep. all about just figuring something out. Yep. That's awesome. Awesome feedback. And you, when you mentioned the word confidence, like, Another question that I often ask at the end of a discovery call, like I just, again, will use direct communication and say, what else do we need to talk through to make you feel confident in moving forward with this? So I just ask the person, like, what else do we need to talk about that's going to make you feel confident in moving forward yeah. with this? And it's that kind of clarity and directness that helps somebody else feel like, wow, she's just really being open with me and willing to talk through whatever I need to talk through here to feel good about this. And so yes. that's a great question to ask towards the end of a discovery call because it shows a lot of confidence in yourself. Um, and it shows the person, like you just said, hey, I'm willing to work through whatever we need to work through here. Like, what do we need to talk about? What else do we need to discuss? What other questions might you have to feel good about going on this journey together? 
Um, and so that can be a really supportive way to do that. So let me ask you this. Um, what's your favorite way to approach a money objection? The money objection, everyone's everyone's favorite, right? <laughs> um, so I think, you know, first thing is to just always expect a money objection. You know, I think that it's just we're trained um, in our culture. There's sales, there's promotions, there's um, holiday cycles and, and retail world. So we're always just trained to be a little bit skeptical about um, the price of things and wondering if we're getting the best deal right now and are those prices negotiable, uh, things like that. Just basic um, consumer training, if you will. I think so. It's just natural for people to be concerned about the price and to say no or be, be hesitant to just jump right into something the first time they're presented with a price point. Um, so it goes back to the key of isolating um, what I would refer to as isolating this money objection. So all I really want to know, and again, we're not coercing or trying to manipulate. We're just trying to bring more awareness so that we can see if this is something we can work through or not. And it's okay if, if not as well. If truly money is the objection and we can't work our way around it, then that's, that's okay too. But the first thing I want to do if we are on the same page is to just understand is money really the only objection? Um, so if somebody was to say, you know, that's, I can't afford that right now, or they can say it many different ways, basically that, you know, the cost is too high. Then the first thing I just want to, you know, acknowledge them and say, you know, understand and then ask them, you know, money aside, you know, if you were able to afford this program or if this program was in your price range, then would you want to move forward in working with me um, through this process? go on this journey with me. Because if we don't do that, then we have not overcome, we need to know, is it the value or the price? So in other words, do, are they feeling like this program and I'm not gonna help them solve their problem and that's why it's too much money? Or is it just too much money even if it is gonna solve their problem? Does that make sense? So once we've you know determined you know in communicating with them, if they did decide and share with us that um, if the program was in their affordability range or if they were able to, to pay for it or work something out, they did want to move forward, then we can actually go in and start talking a little bit more about the money. But if they say and acknowledge to us that actually they have another objection, which is they're not sure if they want to move forward with the program regardless of the cost, then we know we need to go back and um, explore with them a little bit further some of those details about um, what value this is going to bring for them and how this will help them solve their problem um, so that we understand that we're actually addressing the right objection. Because a lot of times people will um, object with money or having to think about it or talk to their spouse um, because there's actually a, another hidden objection under that. And this is sort of just a push off objection that they're giving us um, so that they don't have to or don't feel comfortable enough or haven't been given the opportunity to address the real objection. So we just want to provide them, you know, with the opportunity to address any and all objections that may be underneath the first objection that were offered. And I love how you brought it up, which is just, you know, to ask them, you know, what else they need to feel confident, you know, you know, aside from the money part, what else would you need to uh, feel confident in moving forward with the program? And then um, when it does come to money, I always, 
you know, first thing is just make sure you're delivering as much value in your offer as possible. Make sure your, your discovery call is focused on that value uh, that you're going to be bringing to them. And then um, for myself personally, you know, I'm, I think we're very good about just always being open and, and flexible and willing to work with people. So, you know, yeah, of course we can't just discount offers and programs for everybody just because, you know, um, a, maybe it's not fair. B, um, we have our prices built around what makes sense for us. But can you do a payment plan? Maybe can you do a monthly payment plan? Can you split the payment into two? What is this? What does this person need? How can you collaborate with them to help them uh, be able to move forward? Um, because I think it's about finding a solution and compromising a little bit sometimes, seeing if they help if they want to meet you halfway because they do want to move forward. I think that's always a good idea. You know, we're not just trying to throw this out there and throw that out there as far as the, the payment plans or the offers to see if they'll do it. But I'm just trying to collaborate, see if they want to actually meet me halfway. And I have found I, as a consumer, um, really appreciate that when somebody, you know, does a little something to kind of go out of their way, meet me halfway, we'll work something out together. Um, that always makes me feel good. Um, versus if things are not, if there's no flexibility, then sometimes I do feel like, okay, well, I understand this offer, but let me go check out a few others. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I had a big shift when, um, so you, you know, you're a trained salesperson and so you're super technical about it. And I have to say, I am not, (laughs) I'm not a trained salesperson and I'm not technical about it. Right. So I think this is actually really great for people to hear because you have more technique behind how you do it. It's like more logistical or more analytical to me when I hear you explain it. Like that's just not how I operate when I'm in a call with somebody. I'm very energy oriented. And so I'm just very like, what's there, you know, and how can we work with it? And so for me, I remember coming to you and saying, you know, people are um, objecting to the money how can I work with that? This is when you were not working on the business with me so closely as you are now. And I was, you know, building the business uh, on my own and um, offering one-on-one coaching to people. And I can remember you saying, you know, ask them what they can do. And I thought like that that was just so brilliant. And then the next discovery call I had, I said it, you know, when we got to the money part and um, they were pushing back on that part, I just said, well, what can you do? And when I said that, then they were like, well, I can do this. And, Mm -hmm. um, and what they could do made sense to me because like you already said, we don't discount for people. So, um, and I think that is the fairest way to do it. So what we can do is we can spread it out longer, but the person's still paying the same amount of money that somebody else is paying. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not asking for a customized payment plan option. So that just was like a huge light bulb moment for me because it was something so easy and it was something I felt like I could say, and what I love about it is it's, it's like you're asking the person what they can do. And then you as the, the coach, you still have the option to say, no, that's not something I can do. Or yeah, that is right. something I can do. Right. So I love it because it's that collaborative energy of coaching. Um, it's not just this like hard line of like, this is what it is and this is what it has to be, which is not how we are anyway, and and is not the vibe of our business. 
Um, so I really love that strategy for people that, you know, the next time you're on a discovery call and someone's having a hard time with the money, like just say, what can you do and see yeah. what they come up with, right? Because here again, we're like, we're facilitating awareness and we're facilitating growth for somebody and we're cultivating trust and safety with them because we're showing them like, hey, we're willing to work with you or we're at least willing to have this conversation about what this needs to look like for you to be able to move forward with this. And if it makes sense for everybody and everybody feels good about it, then go for it. I always say if someone brings something forward and it doesn't feel good for you, then you as the coach don't say yes to that because you don't want to be in a relationship with a client where you feel any sort of resentment about what the payment looks like or, or what's going on there. So I highly recommend the strategy to people. And I still use it to this day because it's just such an effective way to get people signed up and, and working with you. Yeah. So um, any other thoughts on how to handle objections? Yeah. I, th I think what, you know, what, I, what stood out when you were just speaking was, the fact that, you know, you can get us so technical about all this stuff, but it's really not that necessary, right? These are a few extra little like takeaways we're, we're going over, but the key is like you said, um, to just the theme, the running theme is just to keep the energy open and keep the dialogue mm -hmm. going and, and keep being flexible and be in the energy of collaboration. And we're going to work this out together. I think that that's like the, the, the foundation um, to being able to, handle objections most effectively. And then the other part is this, the simple question, you know, whether it's a money objection or any of the other objections, I think the simplest, most effective thing you can do is just ask the, ask the client and say, you know, well, what would this need to look like um, for this to work for you? Right. You know, to ask them. You know, it's so easy. A lot of times they'll tell you. <laughs> right. It's so easy. Yeah. Know. You know, with any objection, you can just ask, them, well, what, what would it need to look like, you know, for us to be able to, to go on this journey together or to work this out so that you can take next steps and move forward exactly. and then uh, see what they have to say. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's like, I just, I hope that anybody listening, you know, that after you hear us um, talk through this in this episode, like it's really about being with the objections. It's the same as like being with the resistance that people have or being with the patterns that they have, right? Like that's what we're doing in coaching anyway. So don't make the discovery call and what happens there any different, right? It's the same thing that you would be doing in a coaching conversation. I think what tends to happen for people is that in the discovery call, sometimes the coach's energy can be needy or desperate or, you know, I got to make this sale or I haven't had a discovery call in a while. So I need this one to, to work out, right? Like we can't be in that energy when we're being with people because that's what this right. is. Like we're being with people and we're really already starting in this call, like I always share, to formulate a partnership. So it's like, what energy do you need to be in, in the discovery call to formulate a really healthy and fun and good partnership with somebody? And that's that's where you need to be. And when you're in that kind of an energy, there is that non-attachment to what happens 
Um, and so the more we can be in that energy of non-attachment and just that willingness, like I'm willing to work this out with you. I'm willing to hear what's coming up for you. I'm willing to hear what gets in the way for you, because that is what this coaching partnership is about. It's about bringing light to the blind spots that come up for you so that you can have the biggest and best life that you want to have. And so I think that when we can already demonstrate that as the coach in the discovery call, like we're already doing this person a great service by willing to be with them, with whatever is coming up for them. So yeah, I love this. <laughs> yes. And I love, I love the energy piece. You know, it's like striking this with the energy of approaching objections or the discovery call. It's like just really striking that balance of, and, you know, non-attachment, but not detachment. Um, so it's like, you know, we, we want to be enthusiastic about the offer and, and helping them and eager to move forward and get into this partnership if it's a good fit. Um, but we don't want to be attached to so desperately or um, so cling on so tightly to the, the outcome of this uh, call that it's getting in the way of us, you know, being open to exploring what their, you know, genuine objections are or, not wanting to, to dive into those out of fear, um, but also not being detached, not being, not taking the approach of, well, I'm just going to, you know, go on here and do the call and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So you, you want to be engaged, you know, and you want to um, be enthusiastic about the offer right. and, and still be connected and compassionate along the way. Um, but also, you know, having that open, open mind and, and flexible um, just in, if, if it doesn't uh, go the, the right way, then that's okay too. So it's just, a you know, Approaching it with a positive uh, frame of a positive mindset and being focused on that, you know, whatever's for the highest good is going to work out. And that's my commitment is to, you know, explore what is for the highest good of everybody on this call. Wonderful. Well, we went over some really great points today. Thank you so much for, you know, sharing your perspective. Um, you know, you do most of our discovery calls. I still do some of our discovery calls. So that's always fun because I think people get a good mixture um, of our energies. But thanks so much for being here today and giving us some of your personal insights. I greatly appreciate it. Yes, I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you again. Thank you. there's only one thing to take away from today's episode, it's this concept of being with objections and remembering that you don't have to be the one to overcome the objection. It's your job to be with the objections and support your prospective client in understanding themselves better and what objections they may be using to get in the way of their greatest dreams. If you are in need of support around discovery calls or furthermore your offers, Richard's going to be offering a strategy session to help you really nail down your offer and how you're communicating about your offer so that you can have successful discovery calls. If that is something that would be useful for you, please reach out to us at info at holisticcoachtraininginstitute.com and you guys can further discuss that at that point. All right. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that this was tremendously helpful for you and please remember that you know, the holistic coach legacy is a process. It's a path. 
Um, it's not just a destination that we're trying to get to. So stay course and keep working on it. Thanks for being here.